Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the W Sisters. Today, we are going to be ranking Taylor Swift's repertoire, so strap in. There's going to be some hot takes, some controversial opinions. You know, bear with us. Don't hate us or hate us. Do whatever you will. <laughs> I just want to uh, preface this by letting you all know that we are recording this on July 10th, so... Uh, when we go to the news section, a lot of it might be outdated, uh, but, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. We're going to the parents' house for the weekend, so gotta get this recorded ahead of time so I can get out to you all. Uh, so, yeah, let's get started with some Taylor Swift-related pop culture news. So, Renegade dropped. Uh, Sam, is it a flop or is it a bop? Uh, Renegade dropped the ball. It is a complete flop. We already had long story short. We did not need a second uh, version of that song. Nobody asked for it. Nobody needed it. Nobody wanted it. It's a total flop. Yeah, so I completely agree. Uh, the problem with Aaron Dressner a lot of the times is that he does repeat his melodies and his rhythms. And this is the result of that. It is exactly what Sam just said. Long story short, but with different lyrics. The only other news we have um, for the little Swift universe right now is that the next Taylor's version album is going to be Red. How do we feel about that? So Red was the album that really got me into Taylor Swift. And so I have a very soft spot for it. So for that reason, I'm very excited. But I was really looking forward to a 1989 Hot Girl Summer. I really thought it was going to be 1989 next. So I was a little disappointed when it wasn't. I mean, I guess we just misinterpreted the clues. Turns out that the clue with Spirit was that Jake Gyllenhaal was starring in it. And Red is literally all about him. So, oops. Yeah, kind of embarrassing that that uh, clue went over our heads. But again, she has so many fucking clues that it's so hard to like actually figure out what they all mean. So I guess it's okay. Um, I'm also very excited for Red because Red was the album that got me through high school and got me through my very emotional self in that period of time. It was my album of choice when I was reading or just existing and um, I, I love Red, so I'm excited. The only album that I would have been more excited for uh, would have been Speak Now, but hopefully that'll come later. Yeah, I can't wait to find out the order of the next ones. Uh, have to wait and see i guess uh, i am currently in a new relationship so this album's gonna feel a little bit depressing and not in the mood that i will be in but i'm sure i can get myself into the headspace come november and have a sad girl fall yeah i fully embrace sad girl fall i am in a very happy and healthy relationship but i can still embrace my emotional side i have you know i have a I have a cancer moon for all you know um I, I, that's enough said, honestly. But um, yeah, so I'm going to embrace uh, this version of Fall. I'm here for it. I am ready for it. Heck yeah, we are. All right. So now we're going to get into our first ranking, which is our album ranking. It's time to be controversial, y'all. All right. So just before we get started on the album ranking, I want to let everyone know that we have not shared our rankings for any of the the ones that we're going to be doing today. So we will be genuinely reacting to each other's <laughs> rankings just like you will be. So we may get mad at one another. 
no just just jokingly mad um yeah. we may be shocked uh if we have anything similar we will be very surprised so sam why don't you kick us off with your number one album all right, all right, all right. Anyone who knows me in real life already knows the answer to this. Uh, honestly, Maddie probably already knows the answer to this. Um, my number one is Speak Now. Um, I just freaking love that album. Um, I grew up having a very, very strong opinion about Taylor Swift albums and having a little Holy Trinity moment between Fearless, Red, and Speak Now. Um, and that is still representative in my ranking. It just, it's a little different, but Speak Now will always be my favorite album. I cannot see myself ever changing that number one slot. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not in the least shocked by Sam's number one, but I think she'll be shocked by mine. And that is that my number one is also Speak Now. What? Um, yeah, so if you'd asked me like a few years ago, I would have been like, Speak Now, you know, maybe the five or the six spot, but I recently created a Taylor Swift playlist on Spotify with all of her rep repertoire in there, and I've been listening to each album from start to finish, and I realized just how much of a bop Speak Now is, and how there really is no skips on it, except mm -hmm. for, uh, I would say, Mean, and Better Than Revenge, because I don't slut shame, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor does regret that song a lot, I just want to note that, and I could totally see her taking it off of Taylor's version. Uh, but yeah, Speak Now is in my number one spot. Rightfully so. I'm glad we can start off agreeing on something, because I imagine that we're not going to agree on most of the other stuff that we talked about today. <laughs> um, I would love to know what y'all's um, number one album is, or if you want to do the, all the rankings yourself too, um, let us know what they are. I would like to see if they're similar to ours, totally different. Um, the great thing about being a Swifty is that rankings are very different from person to person um and very controversial and i'm here for it i love an argument for a different album um <laughs> so yeah just let us know what you think um but anyways number two my number two is folklore i grew to absolutely love folklore over the little panini panorama we're in right now um it's pretty much a no skip album for me to be honest uh so i absolutely love it uh i love the emotion in it i'm a big emotional person um so i'm very very excited <laughs> Yeah, I had a feeling it land somewhere in the top three for you. I know how much you love that album, especially Mirrorball, uh, so that doesn't come as a surprise to me. And this one not comes as a surprise to you. 1989 lands in my top two. Shocking. Um, yeah, I am a huge Harry Styles fan. I'm just gonna put that out there. Uh, I love Haler. And this whole album is Haler, and this was also the first album that I got to see performed live by her. One and only, actually. It's the only time I've seen her in a full concert venue besides when she opened up for Brad Paisley, but I don't really count that as seeing her. Uh, so, yeah, there's just so many bops. Even the sad songs are boppy, so that's why it's here. And also, this love is definitely, like, how I'm currently, like, feeling. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this love. <laughs> Definitely my favorite off the album. Um, it's a great album. Unfortunately, it just, uh, it's overshadowed um, in my ranking, but I do respect it. I am also a big Harry Styles fan. I loved Harry and Taylor together. Um, 
but I see why they're not together now, and I do respect both of their individual relationships. But I knew this would be Maddie's second. Um, we had, like, a little Taylor Swift PowerPoint night um, a month or two ago, and she had a very great PowerPoint for 1989, and mine was to speak now. So I figured that, um, yeah, those albums would be high. <laughs> Yeah, I went a little too hard in my presentation on 1989 uh, and the story of Haler, but I also do respectfully um, no- note their current relationships, and I by no means ship them together in the current... I don't believe in shipping real-life people, uh, so, you know, they're happy, I'm happy, and they make great music about each other, and that's all we can ask for. Yeah, and hopefully they'll make music together in the future. That's what I can hope for. They seem to have a very, like, respectable relationship, especially we saw, like, in, I think it was, it was the Grammys, right? Yeah, it was the Grammys. Yeah, uh, if there is no Taylor and Harry duet on 1989 as one of the bonus tracks, I'm going to riot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, imagine if he was, like, he did his own verse on style. I'd literally shit myself. Yeah, same. I, he's just one of those guys, like, he'd show up to her concert and be totally bopping out in the audience and... Yeah, he's just so supportive. I love it. Same. <laughs> um, yeah, going on to number three. This is an album that supports me um, and makes me feel like a baddie, and that is Reputation. Um, I used to hate Reputation. Um, like, I refused to listen to it. Um, and then over this little panini, I decided to give it another go. I watched the whole Netflix, like, concert film, and I freaking fell in love with Reputation. Um, it's an album where there's no skips in my opinion. I feel like such a bad bitch listening to it, and it gives me the confidence boost that I need. Um, if you haven't listened to Reputation in a while, please give it another go, because seriously, it will make you feel like a bad bitch. Confirmed. Yeah, that's going to be probably one of the hottest takes today. I know a lot of people put it as their bottom tier, but it, it is still bop. It's not where it lands for me personally, but yeah, I mean, I watched a video essay a couple weeks ago that really changed my mind on reputation. It's a lot more complex and deeper than I think what people see on the surface, but my number three spot goes to Folklore. It is one of those no-skip albums, except for maybe Epiphany, because it's a little too sad. Uh, but it is literally the album I have been wanting from Taylor for so, so long. I think that the indie route really suits her. So, yeah, that's my number three. Okay. Happy to see the Speak Now and Folklore are in both of our top threes. That's pretty fun and fresh. <laughs> um, on to number four. My number fourth placement is Fearless, Taylor's version. Um, as I previously mentioned, you know, Holy Trinity, of course, it's going to be up there. So yeah, um, I loved Taylor's version. I loved the extra few songs that we got um, on Fearless that way. And it just has a near and dear place in my heart for young Samantha and all the emotional little songs that came with it. I cannot say that Fearless is that high for me. I'm sorry. Um, you're going to be disappointed in where it lands. Uh, but my number four spot is Red. Like I said, it was that album that really got me into Taylor Swift. Mm. And All Too Well just will always put this in the top five for me personally and the last time. Um, yeah. So I guess... Thank you, Jake Gyllenhaal, for being such a jerk and breaking Taylor's heart because you gave us some of the best music that she's ever done. Very true. I think The Last Time is honestly super underrated. It's a fantastic song. I agree. I think a lot of people sleep on that one, but I don't know. Let us know in the comments down below. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> and I mean, speaking of Red, my fifth placement is Red. Um, yeah, completing that Holy Trinity, it just took five instead of three now. <laughs> um, but yeah, Red got me through high school, it got me through everything. I love Red. 
Um, yeah, it's, just, it's so good. It's just so near and dear to my heart. Um, my favorite song from Red, I'm not going to spoil it because it's in my top 13, um, but it's very, very, very special to me. Um, I guess you'll just have to wait and hear what it is, but I just love Red. There's a lot of very, very emotional songs, and I'm a very emotional person. It's just a very good match for me. I can't wait to find out what that song is because I have a funny feeling it might not be all too well, but I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be a hot take. Um, my number five spot is Evermore. Uh, again, I really like the folk indie Taylor, which is why it lands in the top five for me. I'm sorry if you can hear a sign right now. We, we live in a city, um, so sorry if that's in the background. But yeah, uh, Champagne Problems just... Oh, it does it does it for me. That's, that's the one that lands it in there. And no body, no crime. It just makes me feel like a bad bitch. And I feel like you would be the friend who would do that if someone murdered me. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, speaking of Evermore, that is my sixth um, album. I really do like Evermore. I think it has a few really great songs, but it just has also an equal amount of songs that I will like gladly skip, which is why it's in the sixth spot for me. I do have some really big favorites from that album that are not um, Champagne Problems or Nobody No Crime, but again, I, <laughs> I, I mean, Champagne Problems is good. Um, just not my favorite and Nobody No Crime, unfortunately, I just never listen to. It's just not my thing. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into more of my favorite songs later on that album. All right. Uh, so my number six spot is Reputation. I'm sorry it's not higher. and Or I'm sorry it's not lower. I feel like putting it in the middle is kind of a cop-out. But pretty, pretty safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love songs like Don't Blame Me uh, and New Year's Day. But there are some other ones on there that I find myself constantly skipping. Like, I'm not a fan of Look What You Made Me Do. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, come at me in the comments down below if you want to. It's, it's kind but, of an annoying song. Yeah. I, it's just it's just not that... that one for me uh and i do i I love getaway car because uh another thing to know about me is i love tom hiddleston uh, i have a really big thing for aquariuses which is funny because my boyfriend's a scorpio but <laughs> uh so you will often notice a trend that i will like songs by guys that i also like <laughs> like sorry about guys that i also like it tends to be a trend with me because i just live for the story but yeah that's why reputation is number seven i love getaway car and i also i'm a recent tom hiddleston fan so it works it just works um on to number seven um talking about another fan of ours <laughs> my seventh spot is 1989 i love harry styles there are some great songs in this album not gonna spoil my favorite because it's in my top 13 but um yeah it's a great album i just um it's just overshadowed, unfortunately, in, in my opinion. I wish that you all could feel the pain that I feel right now. <laughs> yeah, she audibly sighed. It's, um, it's okay. I, oh, that hurts. It's okay. It's, but, you know, I'm going to hurt Sam equally. Uh, number seven is Fearless for me, Taylor's version. Uh, if you had asked me a couple years ago, Fearless would actually probably be in the eighth or ninth spot. I just didn't jam with it when I was younger. I don't know why. Uh, but I definitely have a much better appreciation for it now, especially Taylor's version of it and those uh, 
bonus songs, except for Are You All Over Me. I don't like that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, that one's boring, not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, but Mr. Perfectly Fine is like, well, you'll, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll talk about Mr. Perfectly Fine later. <laughs> it's but a bop. It's, yeah, um, Joe Jonas. I think, I think the reason why Fearless was solo for so long is because I was a huge Jonas Brother fan. And so when, Taylor went on Ellen just before this album and trashed Joe Jonas. I like was so mad at her for that, which is also why Speak Now used to previously be lower on my list. Uh, but I've since grown as an adult, just like Taylor has. That's why you know they're friends now. She sent his baby presents, as we all know. So it, yeah, opinions change over time, folks. When you grow, you know you you get wiser and you're not so petty anymore. <laughs> So now we're at our eighth and ninth choices. And based on the two that are left, Lover and Debut, I have a feeling that our rankings might actually be the same here. This is a miracle, people. Uh, this doesn't happen. Sam and I have very differing opinions. Very. <laughs> like, uh, this should tell you enough. Uh, Sam really likes Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and I hate Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So <laughs> that just shows how different we are. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think we both have eight is lover, right? Yes, yeah. and yeah. ninth is debut. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could never put lover in the ninth spot. The thing with lover is it has a few cute songs, but it's a pretty big skip album. And debut is just it's she, she's just a young lady there, and it's just not relatable to us now. It was great when it came out, but it's just it ain't it now. So that's why uh, those two are ranked the way they are for me, anyways. Yeah, now that I'm an adult, uh, the debut album just feels very childish. But again, Taylor was a child when she wrote that album, so it makes sense. I think she was like somewhere between 13 and 15 when she wrote that album. So you got to take that into consideration, I guess, when you're analyzing it. But I, I really can't wait to see what she does with it when she does her new version of it, her Taylor's version, if it'll be kind of more mature i guess now that she's more mature i could actually see that one being the last one for that exact reason uh and like sam said yeah there's a lot of skips on lover but there are also like the standout bops like cruel summer and the song lover which lots of people now cover so it's kind of getting a little overplayed but yeah like me with brennan yuri was just terrible and such a waste of Brennan Urie. I hope that they do another song together because I feel like they need a redemption for that one. And I also know that like she did get a lot of uh, queer baiting flack for You Need to Calm Down, which I don't think helped the case with this no. album. Um, so, but, I mean, I don't think we can really call it queer baiting when we don't even know Taylor's sexuality herself. Yeah, she's so, but yeah, that's that's my reasoning. I mean, I gotta say, I'm pretty surprised that three out of nine were the same. I guarantee that's not gonna happen for the rest of this episode. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all gonna be downhill from here. Stuff's about to happen here. Um, we're gonna rank the track fives, which are typically my favorite song off the album, at least for like half of them. But um, yeah, and we're actually gonna do it a little bit differently. We're gonna start from our least favorite to the most favorite, just to switch it up, have some fun. So, uh, with that being said, Maddie, what is your least favorite track five? Okay. So, 
I don't think that this will come as a surprise based on my album ranking, but my least favorite track five is Cold As You. Uh, I just, it never hit me. I don't, like, I know a lot of people love this song, but for me personally, I just can't get into it. Yeah, um, not a surprise either. It's also my least favorite. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I tried really hard to connect to the song and like it, but it just never happened. It it was just a flop for that album. I mean, I mean, that album's not great to begin with, but it's just it's just a bottom tier song for that album. Um, but you know, she grew a lot with her track five, so we can't complain there. Yeah, that's true. Like, it makes sense that this one be at the bottom because she only got stronger with time, in my opinion. Um, but with that being said, my number eight, and please do not kill me, Sam, is uh, delicate from <laughs> Reputation. Um, <laughs> I okay. I just think it's not sad enough, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, when I think of a Taylor Swift track five, I want to be like crying in my bed with a bucket of ice cream and a bottle of wine. And this song just makes me feel all lovey-dovey. And that's not what I want from a track five. No, I agree there. <laughs> um, my rating's almost similar. Um. But my track eight, very hot take, is The Archer. I have not been able to connect to this song at all. I've tried so hard because I know so many people like The Archer. Like, that's like their favorite from Lover. I cannot get into it. So that is my eighth. I just had a freak out moment because my number seven spot is The Archer. Stop. My number seven, seven is delicate. delicate. Uh, so we just literally switched them. Um, I like I like The Archer, but I feel like Taylor's done this song before. Facts that yeah so um yeah uh my number six is tolerate it uh that one hurts yeah i'm so sorry uh so look i love evermore but this one from the album it's not one of my favorites i like uh i wish that tis the damn season had been the number five instead uh that's kind of a hot take i'm sorry but yeah sam what was your number six my number six is All You Had to Do Was Stay, which is probably one of your... That just literally killed me. Yeah, so now you know how I feel about you breaking that to freaking tolerate it. I love that song. So, uh, you know, we're both in pain right now. It's fine. Wow, okay. I told you this was going to be juicy. Um, all right. So <laughs> my number five is White Horse. Uh, I feel like people might rank that higher um but because i know it's like really painful but uh, i just feel like she's written a lot better track five since then and again like this is only from her second album and that's why yeah i used to love white horse it's one of my favorite music videos that she's ever done um but white horse is also my fifth oh no we're having more in common than what we thought it's okay once we get to top 13 we will have nothing like literally nothing the same i guarantee that um but yeah it's just middle tier now there's just better emotional songs i agree a hundred percent and with that my number four is dear john i i know a lot of people put this like number one or number two yeah uh I it does hit me emotionally and I love this is like a shower song but I just like my other three more that's fair um my number four is my tears ricochet I love it but I just couldn't rate it higher than my top three 
That is, that's fair. Uh, my number three is All You Had to Do Was Stay, which I know I just said that Delicate is too happy for track five, which I guess, so sonically, yes, this is very upbeat, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's pretty sad. And it's true, all Harry had to do was just stay instead of going off with another girl. Um, I mean, my top three also, or my third one has all in it, but my third is All Too Well. Um, I feel like All Too Well is a good song, but, like, people worship this song. Like, it is, like, they act like it's really the best song in the fucking universe, and it is a good song, but it is not the best song, and that's my hot take, I guess. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Going forward, you're gonna see why that's an uh uh-oh. Number two is My Tears Ricochet for me. Uh, This song is just very emotional and jam-packed with a lot of struggles that people go through that not just Taylor went through and um it's it is like a self-song but also in a way is about other people's relationships too like I feel like we all have that past relationship where it's like the person keeps saying that they don't want you but then they always are trying to come back to you and they're like you know like she says if i'm dead to you why are you at my wake and i feel like we all have a person who's done that to us yeah that song it hits hard i really really like that song and it was hard for me to put it where i put it so i i see where you're coming from um my number two is dear john which shouldn't be a surprise i love speak now okay and i love to get fucking gut punched which is exactly what this song does i feel all the emotions with this song it makes me angry it makes me sad it makes me just everything in like what five six minutes i love a love a long song as well so dear john for me was an obvious second place yeah uh so my number one is all too well um even though sam just (laughs) ripped it apart and i know it's super basic but i just this song is just doing so much like sonically and lyrically and melodically and I just, it's a masterpiece. Is it a little overhyped? Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> Not even a question. Uh, but I also feel like there was a point in time before her live performance of it where it was kind of a hidden gem, and I still live in that moment when I listen to it. I don't uh, think of it as um, one of the songs everyone's listening to because. It's, I still kind of treat it as like this is the Taylor Swift song I know is the best song and that would get everyone to like Taylor Swift even though now the whole world knows this song I mean again I do agree it's a great song I think that once we get hopefully probably a 10 minute version it could it could go up higher but it's just yeah, I get why it's your number one, but I'm happy with it being my number three, basically. Um, my number one is Tolerate It, which is why it hurts so bad when it was rated so low for Madison, because I love Tolerate It. Um, it It is just a big gut punch. Like, the fact that, I, I don't know, I just, I really like the lyric, um, I know our love should be celebrated, but you tolerate it. It's just very relatable for me um, in my past experiences, and I just feel like it's a one-liner that just absolutely gut punches you and that's the kind of stuff I look for in music so um yeah I don't know maybe it's a hot take but that is a song I really appreciate and it's my favorite track five I think a lot of people would rate it higher than what I rated it I think it's the sonic for me that makes it lower on the list uh but the lyrics are definitely gut-wrenching that's for sure (laughs) 
See, I like how simple it is sonically. So it gives all the power to the lyrics. Like, the lyrics are in charge, and that's why it's my number one. That's a very good argument. Maybe I'll move it up after this. (laughs) Alright, so I don't think I need to explain this, but in case anyone doesn't know, the reason why we chose 13 is because 13 is Taylor's lucky number. Also happens to be the day that she was born. So hence, 13 songs. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to kick us off with the number 13 spot. And for me, that is Mr. Perfectly Fine. Good Good choice. choice. I know it just came out not too long ago, but I really wish that this had been on the original Fearless. I think this if this song had been on the original Fearless, maybe I would have gotten into Taylor Swift earlier. It is such a bop. I love it. That's a bold statement, but I know you're a sucker for a good bop, so it makes sense why you would say that. Um, my 13th is actually also on Fearless Taylor's version, uh, but it's a uh, Superstar. It's just super cute. I love it so much. I just, oh my gosh, it's just such a cute little love song, and it's just so simple, and I, it makes me very happy. That really shocks me because <laughs> that's like one of my bottom tier songs. <laughs> so that's really it. funny. See, this is what I meant. We have a lot of different opinions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my uh, my number 12 spot is All You Had to Do Was Stay. I know I just raved about it up in the track fives, but I I just love the song. I this is I'm driving in the car and I blast this whenever it comes on. I just I oh I love it and also I think it helps like seeing it live too I think that that makes a difference like pushing songs up once you've heard them in a different setting yeah I've never seen her live so I'm really just going off of like (laughs) albums and like recordings but um this song my 12th is uh also a song that I love to blast in the car and it is Cruel Summer um, I am surprised that a song from Lover even made it on my top 13, but there's something about this song that I just absolutely love. I love to scream sing it, so it made my top 13. It's it's the bridge. <laughs> the bridge in that song That's just so hits good. hard. Yeah, 100%. Um, so my number 11 is a bonus song. Oh, it is Right Where You Left Me from oh, Evermore. Uh, this is like country Taylor meets indie Taylor beautifully combined together. It has elements of real life experiences mixed with elements from the book. Uh, what is it called? Addie LaRue, something like that. I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember them. It's on my read to read list, Yeah. but yeah, it's, it's just such a good song and it gives me major Haler vibes which you will notice a huge trend on my top 13 with Haler uh, but yeah, I'm sorry everyone you know um, I think that's a great choice I love that song it is on my honorable mentions it just did it like it was so close to making the cut and honestly if I look at this list list any longer I will put it on there like I've done this list five times and I just had to stop because I was changing it too much but that was um a contender I really really like that song I think it's a fantastic bonus track um but my 11th goes to Mirrorball it just gives me all the happy feelings I love Mirrorball (laughs) Maddie's giving me a look right now I thought that that was going to be your number one. No. 
it, it makes me happy but wow. it's just no i my my top songs are really depressing uh because i really dive into that a lot of my lower songs are more like upbeat and my top songs are all like really depressing so um your is just a happy song I, I just love it i think it's my most played off of folklore so that's my 11th all right that was that was shocking for me if you all could see my face right now um so to get into the top 10 uh my number 10 is don't blame me from reputation such a bop that was also an honorable mention for me it's it's the high notes in that song that gets me especially uh so when she would release the making of reputation you saw her hitting those high notes it's just it's a whole nother level um and that song just makes me feel really sexy so i mean speaking of feeling sexy my songs also my 10th is also from reputation but it's a dress it is my favorite song um from the album uh i I mean actually i have another song from reputation right above it i I don't know anyways my rank take 13 with a grain of salt but um yeah my 10th is dress because it also makes me feel very sexy and i just it makes i love it i don't know Speaking of that song, I would like everyone in the comments down below to tell us if you think that it is about Tom Hiddleston or Joe Alwyn, because there's a huge debate about that. I think it's about Joe because of the mention of Golden and the buzz head, uh, buzz cut. How do you say that word? Buzz cut? Yeah. Uh, And because she also met Joe Alwyn the same night that she met Tom Hiddleston. I think it's about Tom because there's all these videos of them dancing and she has her sparkly little dress on and you know he fucking took it off later that night. That, maybe. (laughs) I mean, wasn't she still with Calvin though at the time? Um, I would choose Tom over Calvin. There can be overlap if it has Tom involved. Yeah, honestly, who cares? Because I would leave Calvin for Tom any day. Yeah, exactly. So that's why dress is there for me. Awesome. Okay, so um, my number nine, uh, really no surprise, is uh, Out of the Woods. Though it might be surprised it's not ranked higher to some people. Yeah, I thought you'd have yeah. that as like three or four. I, I almost ranked it higher, but there's just other songs that I listen to a lot more than this one. I think maybe I overplayed this one a little bit too much. But um, yeah, again, Hailer, I can't go wrong. Uh, also, the, the bridge is just one of the best bridges she's ever written, in my opinion. It is a good bridge. So, uh, and when I, again, when I saw her live, uh, she had act, like paper airplanes blown up flying over the stage as she was doing her performance. So it was, it was a good time. <laughs> my number nine is getaway car um i love this song so much it was another song where watching like her make it was just such an experience like in that movie i just i fucking love the song it is so catchy and for what reason i just love it yeah that the chorus and the bridge hit so hard on that song it's actually in my honorable mentions when we get to that later uh and i mean who doesn't love a song about tom hiddleston exactly okay so uh my number eight is actually a single and i don't know if it really counts or not but it's safe and sound uh i love this song uh this was the song that was like it came out and i was like okay i need indie taylor now and then i had to wait that long (laughs) until folklore came out but this song just it, it's sad it's moody the high notes i just i love it i'm not gonna lie it's one of those songs that i just kind of forget exist um i feel like a lot of people do yeah i think it's just because it was made for a movie and like i have like 
Hunger Games, it was like a phase, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't like ever like feel inclined to watch the movies again. So I forget that that's a song that's even an option. Um, but what a hot take to have that in your top 13. I mean, at least it was made for the best Hunger Games, right? The second one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true. Um, my number eight is This Is Me Trying. I really like that song. It hits really hard. It has such an important meaning to it. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I just feel like it's so underrated and so good. That's another one that I thought was going to be higher up on your list. I expected Mirrorball and this is me trying to be in your top five. So I'm a little shocked by that. <laughs> <laughs> so my number seven is Haunted from Speaking Love Up. Haunted. Uh, I recently saw a TikTok of this guy discovering this song for the first time, and he was so mad that us Swifties... I know the guy that you're talking <laughs> yeah. about! He was so mad that we'd been hiding this song for so long. Oh, I love um, that guy. But he, he's right, like, there's so much going on in this song. The strings, the guitar, the melody, the lyrics, it's just so powerful. Agreed. And I, like, relate to this song so much. I had a really bad on and off relationship for a couple of years that's an understatement and uh this song just oh it does stuff to me it's another honorable mention for me i was so close um my number seven is this love because i feel like that is such an underrated song like so disgustingly underrated i love this love it's funny you mentioned this love because this love is my number six song you're fucking kidding me <laughs> no uh I almost put it higher. I almost put it at number five, but there's another song I decided to put in that spot instead. But yeah, I think, again, if you'd asked me when 1989 first came out, I don't think the song would have been as high on my list. But with where I am in my life now and like re-listening to all the albums, this song is just so beautiful and like one of the best love songs I think that she's ever written. Uh-huh. And I want to know who it's about because is it about harry is it about calvin who knows uh but whoever it's about is a very very lucky person yeah i mean gosh i hope it's not about calvin i'm really hoping it's about harry <laughs> let's just put that out there um my number six um is all too well yeah it's in my top 13 but it's it's middle it's middle that's really all i can say about it it's it's okay <laughs> it's fine uh my number five is cruel summer uh this song just makes me want to roll the windows down in my car and blast it and like drive to the beach or something like that uh it's all about those beginning moments of falling in love with someone when you're not really sure if they feel the same and i just love it it's over this like almost 80s 90s sounding uh sonic I, oh it's so good and i recently discovered a new theory about the song because okay so i know we keep talking about taylor's exes and the boys in her life but it's because up until folklore all of her music was about her past relationships yeah and she is fully aware of that and embraces it and i think it's okay to talk about who the songs are about absolutely so uh she used to even put clues as to who the songs were about in her albums i remember when i got read and like sag was capitalized for i think I it was it. all too well so you knew it was about you know swift and Hall, uh or the or sagittarius or the sag awards which they attended together so i think it's fine to talk about it um but yeah a, a new theory is that when she was dating Tom Hiddleston, she actually started seeing Joe Alwyn at, like, 
maybe as as friends at first and then as friends she started to have feelings for him and this is what that song is about which i i love their relationship so it makes me really happy (laughs) whenever i listen to it i love that (laughs) um my number five is illicit affairs yeah um it took me a long time to actually appreciate this song, but once I did, I really appreciated it. And I fucking get so into it, like, during the bridge. Oh my god. I just, yeah, I love Illicit Affairs. Very underrated, I think, as well. That's uh, another song that people use as, like, proof that she was with Joe before we, we knew that she was with Joe. Uh, I think it could also just be a song from a book that she read because I know she got a lot of inspiration from those uh, love stories that involve you know a, a love triangle of sorts but yeah I uh, when Folklore first came out that was my number one song from Folklore uh, it didn't make my top 13 or my honorable mentions this time but I, I do really like that song and let us know if you have ever been caught up in a love triangle like that. Yeah. Um, that sounds like not a good time. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, yeah, so this brings us into my number four, which is All Too Well. Uh, I'm not surprised I didn't put it higher because I just think that there's some better songs that have come out yeah. since then that weren't track fives, which is why I couldn't put them in the track five ranking. Uh, but I will always scream this song at the top of my lungs in the car because it's just oh, it's such a good breakup song. It's a very good screaming in your car song. I will agree there. Um, my number four uh, is Dear John. Um, I just, yeah, I, you know, I already mentioned, I just, I love a good gut punch and I love Speak Now. And it's another song that I will scream. I love to sing it uh, when I'm drunk. It's a great drunk, emotional singing song. I, I just love it. Yeah, I can't wait for John to, like, crawl underneath a hole when Taylor's version of Speak Now comes yeah, out. Because that song's going to be, for. like, trending all over again. Uh, so this brings us to our top three. So my number three spot is This Is Me Trying. Again, choice. like Sam was saying, it's just such a powerful song. And it's not just about, you know, love like we're used to hearing her sing about. She's talking about you know um addiction and depression and it's just it's so sad and i love a good sad song (laughs) yeah i definitely feel like if i looked at this list tomorrow it would probably be rated higher but that's just where i had it it just it's a very good song um i put tolerate it as my third favorite because it feels the same way as this is me trying it um it just it hits that hard to me so that's why it's there yeah i think a few months ago tolerate it would have been in my top 13 but i have just changed i think but my life has changed a lot in a year so absolutely yeah uh so my number two spot is champagne problems uh this song is about high school sweethearts and the guy is proposing to the girl and the girl realizes in that moment that that's not the life that she wants and she says no but it's a whole story about you know the family being there to celebrate but no one ends up celebrating because you know she said no and then years pass and the guy has found a new girl who loves him and says yes and it's just such a beautiful story and joe alwyn has a way with his writing and i can't wait to see what they continue to create with one another i agree it's a great creation um and i definitely considered it for my top 13 but 
Um, I just, I couldn't do it. I, I do really appreciate it, though, and I see why people like it. I think it's mostly because I just don't relate to it. I think that's why it's not quite there for me. That's fair. <laughs> um, but my number two, uh, my favorite song from Red, is I Almost Do. Because that is a song that is very, very relatable to me. Um, it really got me through, like, the end of high school and beginning of university. I Almost Do completely explained my my relationship situation in that time and I really resonated it with it and I sang it like crazy to the point where the people that lived in the dorm next to me could hear me singing it because I was singing it that loud and that passionately the song just really does something for me that is a very good choice it's a great song <laughs> uh yeah I that's one of my tops from red for sure along with the, the lucky one and the last time yeah all right so this brings us in to our number one spot drum roll please yeah here we go, here we go. Um, okay. This might be controversial, I don't know. My number one is Back to December. Uh, yeah, great song. It, that almost yeah. made a cut for me. I just, this is one of those rare moments where Taylor has done the heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And I, a lot of the times, used to be the heartbreaker uh, up until university so um, and then reflecting on the heartbreaking that you do and you know those people have feelings too I guess is, is, is the gist of the the song and um, sometimes we regret being so scared of commitment that we let someone great go and I've definitely like done that in the past and hopefully not going to do that in the future but this song is just oh, it's so beautiful <laughs> I know it's absolutely beautiful and it's one of those songs that I've, I've definitely sang it the most and li probably listened to it the most it was hard to not put it on here but I really wanted to show appreciation for a lot of her like later work so it was hard for me to put a lot of her earlier stuff on um but that's a beautiful song it's my mom's favorite song actually as well um, <laughs> it's really good um my number one, um, anyone who knows me really well will know this, is Last Kiss. Uh, I think this song is a fucking masterpiece. Joe Jonas, you are the best person ever for making this song happen. I love this song so much. This is the absolute gut punch. Like, you were probably gonna have to go to the hospital after listening to this song because it punches you that hard. I love Last Kiss. It is so fucking good. Um, I love Speak Now as well, so it's just a great album and that song just does something for me. I feel like that song is so underrated and people forget about it all the time. I actually, like, it slipped my mind when I was making this top 13 list, but I do understand what you're saying. It is very, very gut-wrenching, and I think what it comes down to is that it's such a long song that that's why people forget about it or maybe skip it, but don't skip it. It's an amazing song. You literally have a whole freaking experience in that song. Like, we were talking about, like, stories. Like, this is a story in a song. And that's what I really appreciate about it. And I do think that, yeah, it's so freaking underrated. And I think that when she does a Speak Now Taylor's version, that's when people are going to start to appreciate it. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, there's some sirens going on right now. I don't know if you can hear them, but... It's fine, you <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, so that brings us to honorable mentions. I have four that I wanted to put on this list, but I just couldn't they didn't make the cut uh and those are red i don't care what anyone says i love this song it's a really the, cute song the i'm sorry the poetry is just i i love it okay uh getaway car as i already mentioned uh the last time because yeah wow what a bop and betty 
Betty didn't make the cut because I think it's starting to become overplayed. But again, Joe Alwyn, great work. I was really expecting Betty to be on your list. So. It almost made, almost, it was, it was going to maybe make the 12th spot. And then I was like, nope, I like all you had to do was stay more. Fair. Yeah. So my honorable mentions are um, Sparks Fly. I think it's just a very cute song. So I almost put it in there just for that reason. Um, Haunted. It's so fucking powerful. We already talked about it. Um, right Where You Left Me. Such a fantastic bonus track. Um, don't Blame Me because of that bad bitch energy. Uh, Tis the Damn Season and um, The Lakes. I would like to add Tis the Damn Season to my bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, my friend actually has uh, Sparks Fly tattooed around her finger. That's how much she loves that song. So Kind of jealous, jealous, honestly. Yeah. The other Sam. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, so that's it for our top 13. Let us know in the comments down below what your top 13 are. Were you surprised by any of our top 13? Rip us apart in the comments. Yeah, or if you agree with us, let us know, because that could kind of be fun and fresh, too. Okay, on to our last sort of segment of the episode. We're going to be talking about all things Taylor version. Um, and by that, I mean we're going to talk about the songs that we're most excited to hear on uh, Red, which is the next Taylor's version, and also what album do we want to see next after that for Taylor's version. So to start, what are the songs that you're looking forward to in Red? All of them. No, I'm just kidding. Honestly. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I'm i most looking forward to hearing um, the new version. Well, maybe not a new version, but Taylor's version of uh, I Knew You Were Trouble. I want to see if she does the rock version that she now performs live at every concert. Ooh, I hope so. I love that version so much more than the pop version. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm praying for it. Uh, and then, obviously, All Too Well, the 10-minute version. Um, I would like to see what she's going to do with everything has changed, if it's going to stay the same, because we love a good Ed collab. And I can't wait to hear what the bonus tracks are, because uh, the bonus tracks on the original were pretty great, so I can't wait to hear what these new ones are. It's going to be fun. And obviously, like, just seeing what she does with all the other songs will be a good time but those are probably my most i'm looking forward to especially i knew you were trouble because yeah I, that rock version is just superior yeah that's a good point that totally flew over my head um i'm most excited for i almost do just because there could be even more passion this time which would be fantastic for me um i feel like there's potential with come back be here i'm hoping that it'll be different like a good different with that one yeah i felt like that song almost got there but then mm -hmm. didn't and i hope that she gets there this time but all i can say is uh jake gyllenhaal you better run and hide come november because <laughs> seriously um but yeah i think that that song could could hit this time which would be nice um yeah i'm obviously very excited for all too well and very very excited for the bonus tracks and who's gonna be featured in those bonus tracks speaking of that do you have any opinions about who you think's gonna be featured i i do believe we could see olivia rodrigo uh coming in on red or maybe even uh what's the guy's name Con conan gray yeah conan gray yeah 100 yeah. i could see either of those yeah and maybe another bon Iver collab and hopefully someone from the indie records that's much cooler than taylor's that would be the best thing to see 100 percent 
Um, gosh, what a fucking slap in the face that would be. I love it. I mean, she already did it with the uh, cowboy like me by having Marcus Mumford on there. So let's do it again. Exactly. Let's just keep it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of just like albums in general, after Red, what do you think's next? I think it's going to be 1989. I think that she is teasing albums early and we just didn't realize it. Uh, so I'm hoping that 1989 is next. But if not, I'm the more likely than 1989, I think maybe speak now. Like I said, I think Taylor's version is going to be one of the last ones. And Reputation absolutely has to be the last one because of some legal issues. So it's really between speak now and 1989, right? Yeah. I have to say, yeah. Yeah, I... I feel like the next one will be 1989, even though I wish it'd be Speak Now. Um, just because she literally is skipping Speak Now and going to Red. So I feel like maybe she'll, like, circle back. Um, I'd much prefer if it was Speak Now, because I just, I need it, but it's fine. I'll, I'll take 1989 if it's going to be in, like, 2022, or, oh my god, yeah, 2022, and, like, we're in a better spot in the world, and I'll be happier, and it'll just work better anyways. I would like almost if like Speak Now came in the spring of 2022 and then 1989 was the summer like we're talking about August-ish and then she ended with the debut album in the winter and then Reputation in 2023. That would be a perfect timeline. Um, it'd be interesting to see if she'll follow any of that but that would definitely be the most ideal. Yeah, and we also have to keep in mind that she could also be going on tour at any moment now that people are getting vaccinated and concert venues are starting to open up. So we could see more of a delay in the re-recordings than what we originally thought. I know a lot of people thought that we were going to get like one album after the next, like back to back, and we were clearly very wrong about that. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um Oh, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> um, I mean, like, cool that she'll go in concert. Maybe I'll finally see her for the first time, but also kind of shitty that we have to wait longer for other things. I mean, I'd rather wait longer for the tour and get, like, a Greatest Hits tour or something. Same. Yeah. All right, sorry we cut out there for a minute, folks. Uh, the fire alarm started going off. We've been having a lot of alarms happening this episode, so I do apologize for that. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with an episode where we will be doing a tier list of Taylor's music videos. We didn't want to include that in this one because we're actually going to be live streaming it so that people can see the tier list visually. So if you want to see that, you're going to have to head over to our Twitch, which is the W Sisters, which is so T-H-E-W-S-I-S t-e-r-s on twitch and in the next episode we will also be talking about the loki finale because we need to sit on it for a bit like we said in episode one it's going to be a lot and there's going to be a lot of theories floating around because it is a show that's supposed to connect into the mcu going forward with the movies the most so it's going to take a lot of to wrap our brains around which is why it'll be coming out probably about um a month or so after the finale so yeah so yeah we'll see y'all in two weeks and thank you for tuning in